seat this morning. Watch the screens, will you? Meet Donna Jones.
what is, is really cool for us is all the uh, opportunities that are available for not only us, but, but looking back to our girls, Elizabeth now um, being on her own and, and graduating from college, and Melissa still still part of the awesome youth group, to see them use some of those tools and values every day. And, and for me particularly, I mean, from, from you know, the opportunities that are available, there, there are so many things. There's the men's group, which is, which is an awesome opportunity to get together with guys and, and worship together and, and share your stories together, um, which is, is just something I had never done before and, and really, really appreciate that. Um, there's the bowling league for couples, which we participate in, and we love it. There's, there's lots the, of fun, lots of fun. <laughs> There's the golf league, which we're going to get back into that a little bit deeper again, Arnhem. Um, there, there's just so many opportunities. Um, I, I guess one thing that many of you know that was near and dear to our hearts was the, the concert when we brought Lincoln Brewster in. Um, it just was an awesome evening of worship and praise, and, and we want to be part of that again in the future. And Christ Church just gives us so many opportunities to to meet wonderful people that have the same spiritual values and have the same value system as we do. Our closest friends are now through Christ Church. Uh, I've joined, I've been in the choir and small groups. Our small groups have really gotten to know a lot of the, a lot of the new people at church as well as stay in touch with uh, some of the older members. And uh, we've learned so much through the small group and uh, there's just so many opportunities uh, for single people, for the youth, for couples, for families, um, and I'm, I'm teaching kids camp, and that's such an awesome opportunity. Love the kids, just love them. So we feel so privileged and honored and thankful that we are part of Christ Church. We, we are, are Christ Church. So did you get a get a feeling that somehow Christ Church added some value into their life? I mean, that, there's our sales pitch right there, right? I mean, holy cow, you didn't hear that today. Uh, well, you know what? I, I mean, that's uh, what we need to hear from Don and Joan today, too, is just how, you know, Christ Church has added value uh, in their life. Because that's what we're going to talk about today. We, we're in a series. We've been talking about resolves, you know, things that, that if you're a sold-out Christ follower, you just need to kind of resolve these things you know, in your life. And uh, this is the last one uh, in the series. And uh, I'll be up front with you that in the, in the course of this last resolve, uh, you know, I'm going to get in your face a little bit uh, because I need to add value into your life. That's Christ, that's Christ Church. And, uh, and we're willing to confront those things so that we can add that value uh, into your life. So uh, I want to just challenge you to, to start with just by, by looking at uh, your life and just understanding that basic uh, resolve that uh, you are equally here if you're a Christ follower. You, you are here to add value, right? Meaning not just here at Christ Church, but, but you, you're wherever you're at in your life right now with the opportunity to add value. Now, you start there and say, okay, add value. What, what are you talking about? What does that mean? Well, if you look at the scriptures, you try to discern, you know, the, the phrases or words that they would use to describe this, you know, kind of adding value uh, into life. Uh, one of them is uh, here in uh, Hebrews uh, 3. It's actually Hebrews 3, verse 13. But um, notice it says right away, but build one another up. 
but build one another up. That's adding value. Right? Saying, listen, this is what you do. Is you need to be about you need to be a person that's resolved to say, I'm here and I'm here for a purpose, and part of that purpose is to build up. I'm a builder. I'm here to build. And in this one, it's saying, listen, keep in mind, be resolved. You're here to build, but but first and foremost, you're here to build somebody else. See, we get that confused often when we come to church. We think, well, church is just about building me up. Well, yeah, you know, we're going to add value. We're going to build you up. But it's all for a purpose. The purpose is so you can build somebody else. I mean, that's the real focus is us individual Christ followers. The, the focus for us is to understand the resolve that says, hey, I'm here, but it's not about me. I'm here to get involved in somebody else's life. I'm here to build up somebody else. That's what he says. But build one another up. And notice how often we're supposed to experience this opportunity to be builders. You see it right there. But build one another up. How often? You can say it. Yeah, it's right there. Every day. Every day. Now, we could start and just say, well, okay, we get the understanding that, you know, you come to church, you get built up, and then we can build one another up here at church. But wait a minute. The verse says we're supposed to do it how often? Wow. Every day? Yeah, you see, that's why it's a resolve. It's a resolve to understand and get it in your life, get it in your attitude, get it in your behavior. This is, I get it. You know, one of the things for me being a Christ follower is I'm resolved. To take advantage of every opportunity every day where I can make an impact in somebody else's life. I'm here to build. I'm here to build somebody else. I, I, I'm here to build. And, and that opportunity is going to come to me every day. I mean, that, that's the way God works, right? God is always working in us, through us, around us, in our tomorrows. He's already creating those opportunities for us. And, and we just need the resolve that says, yeah, I, I'm up to the task. I am ready to take on that resolve and say, I am here to build somebody up. And notice the emphasis at the end of verse 13. It says, you know, build, uh, but build one another up every day. Do it as long as there is still time. Do you get a sense of urgency? There is, isn't there? I mean, get to it. Because you only got so much time. You know, don't, don't miss it. I mean, the Scripture's getting in our face, you know, with this resolve and saying, listen, you you got to get this because there's only so much time. you got to take advantage of the opportunity. you got to get this resolve going in your life so that you can be that impact person that God wants you to be in life. So just resolve. Resolve in this basic understanding that says, I'm here and I'm here every day and I'm here for somebody else because God's going to put that somebody else in my path and in my life so I can impact them and I can build them up. That's the way it works. Well, next step, you say, well, okay, so what do I do? How, how does that happen? I get it. I'm supposed to build somebody up. Well, you can start in one basic place. You can just start by resolving to build other people up with your words. Just your words. I mean, words are really powerful. They're really important. We, we even call the scripture. We say it is the word, right? Words are really important. They're really powerful. You know that, right? Let's see. Uh, which do you like better? Do you like being scolded or praised? Yeah, easy answer, right? Yeah, all the kids are going, ah, oh, gee, I don't, you know. No, I mean, we are, right? You bet. I mean, we all know what builds us when it comes to our words. 
Well, the reality is, if you're on the first premise that you're resolved to build somebody else up, then you've got to step back and say, how am I using my words? How am I using my words? In my house, when I'm relating to my spouse? In my home, when I'm relating to my children? How am I using my words? Are my words resolved words that say, hey, I'm here to build you up and edify you and encourage you and strengthen you? I mean, the uh, Proverbs 25 reminds us the importance of words. It says, the right word at the right time is like precious gold set in silver. Seen the price of gold lately? You see how valuable it is, these words? And so for us to get the resolve to say, I'm here to make an impact in somebody else's life and be a builder, to build them up means I start by just looking at, hey, how can I use my words better? Now, that doesn't mean we avoid being honest with people and, and saying hard things when we need to do it because we love them. But we choose our words carefully. And we choose our words so that they can be received in a way that allows them to see the opportunity to be rebuilt. Words are important to us. So think about your words. How are you doing with your words? Paul tells us Jesus died for us. Some will be alive when he comes. Others will be dead. Either way, we'll live together with him. Now look at verse 11. So cheer each other up with the hope you have. Build each other up. What are we supposed to do? Build each other up. What do we use to build each other up? The hope you already have. Here's the key. When we're sharing our words, it can't just be words about nice dress, great haircut, right? It's got to be words that get us ultimately to that place that says, now let me tell you the most valuable. Let, let me tell you the most precious. Let me tell you about Christ. Let me tell you the difference he's made in my life. You see, it's that willingness to say, I'm ready to share my words into somebody else's life in a way that will build them up, just not to make them feel good for a day, but to make them see the opportunity for a whole new life. You have the words that can do that. Now do you have the resolve? You see, it's the resolve to say, I'm here to build somebody else up. And, and I have a hope. I have a, a hope that can change their life. And I'm resolved to take every opportunity, every day, every moment when God presents it, to go ahead and leap and do that in people's lives. Of course, there's a call after that. It's not just uh, words, but it's also then our actions, right? Uh, that we resolve then to not just share words, but also follow through with actions. Hebrews 10 says, let us consider how we can stir up one another to love. Let us help one another to do good works. I kind of like that stir up thing, don't you? I mean, you know some people are good at stirring things up? Yeah, usually they stir up not so good things, right? How awesome would it be if you were resolved to be one of those people that just stirs things up in the kingdom way? Stirs things up. Just, just stirs things up in, in, in your workplace or you know, in your home, where, I mean, wherever you are in that day, that, that's willing to take that kind of risky step to say, listen, I'm, I'm a builder. I'm a builder. I'm not going to settle for the status quo in somebody else's life, let alone my life. I'm not going to let them just kind of settle for that, that, that status quo life. I'm a builder. And you go ahead and take the actions to let them know, not just with your words, but with those actions, to get them stirred up, to get them thinking about their life. You're thinking about receiving the hope that you already know to be true. 
It means taking actions that get you involved. Did you notice with, with Don and Joan? Anybody write down the list of all the things they described about getting involved in? Right? I mean, they just didn't come, sit, listen, and say, oh, that was great. Oh, I feel built, built up. But they took action. They, they got involved. I mean, we've been up here, you know, for the whole month here saying, guys, there's folks out there. You've got to help make coffee, and you've got to help greet people, and you got to, you know, well, guess what? We've got to do that. You've got to take action. You can't, you can't just come and be comfortable. It means being resolved to say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to listen, but I'm going to take what, what God's pouring into me, and I'm going to be a builder and pour it out somewhere else. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to take that action to build up some other person and, and to build up the ministry of this place. If you look at James 1, it says that, that's what we've got to do. It says, don't just listen to the Word. You fool yourselves if you do that. You must do what it says. See, that's the bite. It means if we're going to hear that word, we got to take that word and put it into action. It means taking that step. It means going ahead and getting involved so that we can be a builder person, so we can build up other people, and we can build up the kingdom, build up the ministry of what God wants to accomplish as we do it together. Make sense? Yeah, isn't that the way it works? Well, okay, if that makes sense to you, then here's the hardest one. The hardest one is that if you're ready to do it with your words and you're ready to do it with your actions, it means you also have to resolve to be ready to do it to become a generous person. That's the way it flows. You've got to be a generous person. If you uh, look at 1 Corinthians 10, which is quoting Psalm uh, 24 there, it says, Scripture says, The earth belongs to the Lord, and so does everything in it. So who owns everything? Not you. Right? Lord does. He owns everything. And he just just turns around and gives it right back to us. But 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 he owns it, right? He just turns around and gives it right back to us. And this is a, a basic concept for us as we follow Christ, is to understand we are always the receivers of everything God does. We're always the receivers. But then as we receive it, he builds us up so that we can go out and build somebody else up. So as we receive His goodness and, and as we receive the gifts He pours into our lives and, and the financial resources He pours into our lives, it, it's given to us with the expectation that we'll take action with it, that, that we will pour that out into somebody else, that we will use it to build. We'll use it to build. If you look at uh, Acts 4, you can see that whole process take place, everything we've been talking about. Ready? Ready? It says, all the believers were agreed in heart and mind. Now, they were agreed in heart. Does that sound like being resolved? Doesn't it? They're resolved. They're resolved. They're agreed in mind and heart. They didn't claim that anything they had was their own. Did they get the basic concept that everything belongs to God? They got it. They shared everything they owned. With great power, the apostles continued their teaching. They gave witness that the Lord Jesus has risen from, the, risen from the dead. They shared their words, right? They made witness. And look at the results. They were greatly blessed by God. I was just uh, talking to one of our folks uh, yesterday, and uh, we got talking about being generous and building other people up, kind of talking about this morning a little bit. And uh, 
they shared with me. They said, you know, we came to Christ Church and we, and we heard that word about how we're supposed to be generous and how we're supposed to be tithers. And we just kind of prayed about it and said, yeah, we got to do that. And she said, we have been amazed. We'll never go back. We've been amazed how faithful, how good God is. And this is just young, young people, young families. I mean, it's, it's being resolved in understanding that that's what it is for us. That, that, that that's what it means for us. If you look at Luke 6, I love this one. It says, give, it will be given to you. A good amount will be poured into your lap. It will be pressed down, shaken together, running over. The same amount you give will be measured out to you. Yeah, whenever I hear that, that uh, verse there where it says it will be pressed down, shaken together, running over, you know what image I get? I, I get the image of the, the, the microwave popcorn bag. You, you, you got that image, right? I mean, I mean, you put it in there and it's really skinny pressed down, right? And, and, it, and you, like, how can that become anything? But you put it in there and you push the right buttons and what happens? It expands until the bag is blowing steam out of there waiting to blow open. Right? I mean, I mean, that's kind of what this guy's trying to tell us. Is Listen, God is able to do that. Right? I mean, just be resolved to understand that's the way it works. That God is able to do that in our lives. And if we just resolve and say, look, it's all His anyway. And after all, my role in the whole deal is to receive from Him so that I can pour that out to build somebody else up. Because after all, I understand I'm a builder. That's why I'm here. I'm a builder. If you look at 2 Corinthians 9, it says, And God is able. Why don't you say that? God is? He is. He's able. God is able to shower all kinds of blessings on you in all things and at all times. You get kind of a comprehensive feeling here. In all things and at all times, you'll be given everything you need. You will do more and more good work. Do you see the flow? You'll be given everything you need. And what's the next verse? You will do more and more good works. You see how it is? You see, he owns everything. And he is resolved. He is able. And he is resolved to bring everything you need into your life. So that you can be resolved to receive that and be a builder that pours that into somebody else. That's our resolve. We understand that we're able to build and ultimately, in doing that, we build up Christ in the world. We build up Christ in the world. And, and that's the biggest resolve. The biggest resolve is to understand that's why I'm here. I mean, our time is so short, we've got to take advantage of it and know why we're here. And ultimately, the greatest thing we can do with our life is to build up Jesus Christ. To, to build Jesus Christ into the lives of somebody else. Did you notice with... Uh, uh, Don and Joan, as they, they came to Christ Church, I mean, what was, the, what was the thing that happened when they first walked in the door? Somebody welcomed them with words, right? Somebody's willing to pour into them right away when they walked, walked in the door. And, and did you notice they talked about their kids and being in youth ministry? And, and what happened there? They got built up. Somebody poured into them, right? And, and that's the way it works. You see, we're, we're about building people up so that those people can go out in the world and build the kingdom. That's where it happens. Where it happens is building Jesus Christ out where you work. It's building Jesus Christ out where you live. It's building Jesus Christ out there where you play. It's building up Jesus Christ in the sight and the lives of other people. If you follow Hebrews 10 here, 
It says, uh, you know, we did the 24 verse. Let's consider how to stir things up. Remember that one? But, but look what comes next. If you're going to stir things up, you've got to do 25. Let us not give up meeting together. Some are in the habit of doing this. Instead, let us cheer each other up with words of hope. Let us do it all the more as you see the day coming when Christ will return. What's he saying? It's about making a difference out in the world. But to make a difference out in the world, you got to be here. Because here is where God pours into you. Here's where God builds you. I mean, did you hear Donna Jones saying, hey, they came and, and man, they heard the word and, and they talked about it all the way home. And you remember that? Well, what's that about? Well, that's not about me. That's about God working to build you. See, he wants you here every week. He wants you here every week. Why? Because he has such a dream and such a vision for your life. He's already prepared people for you to impact and start building up. And you've got to be here so he can pour into you everything you need to be who he wants you to be out there. See how that works? That's the way it is. Because he is absolutely able to make your life incredible. He is absolutely able in all things and at all times to accomplish his dreams and desires in your life. What's necessary? Well, you got to be resolved. you got to be resolved to just say, your life is no longer your own. It belongs to him. It is the best thing you'll ever do in life to just resolve and say, I am here not for myself, but I am here to build up Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today, and uh, we want to be convicted today, Lord. We want to be uh, convicted that uh, we're here, and that you're in this room, and you want to just pour into us what we need. And we know there's, there's so many different folks uh, in the room and, and so many different needs, but you are the answer. You are the answer. So we pray, Father, that you would just uh, pour out your spirit in this moment that you would meet those needs, that you'd help us all just to surrender to you one more time and be able to say, Lord, our life is not our own. It belongs to you. And whatever you desire, we just want to receive that so that we can be a people to make a difference out there in the world, that we can build up somebody else and give them that same hope, that same truth, that we can bring to them Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this time of worship. We thank you for your word. We pray now, build us up that we can stand for you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.